Good morning. Today is October 3rd, 2021, and this is a sub-500 podcast where the losses are high and the takes are cold. I'm your host, Jackson Winslow. This first episode of the sub-500 podcast, we'll be talking about the AL wildcard race, the college football recap, and previewing the New England Patriots versus Tampa Bay. So in the AL wildcard race, currently the Red Sox and the Yankees are tied for first place, our first place wild card, and they both host or both hold the two wild card slots. They are up one game over Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays. So there are possible four or quite a few things will go on today, today, which we'll find out what the situation is probably about 6 p.m. Eastern tonight. Uh, the Red Sox are playing the Washington. New York will be playing Tampa, Seattle will be playing LA, and Toronto will be playing the Orioles. So what I have is we have the Red Sox going to win, beat Washington, which that would give them the top wild card spot. Uh, New York playing Tampa Bay, and I are t- yeah playing Tampa Bay, and they're going to I would believe that they're going to lose this, so that will drop them to a game behind the Red Sox. Which then would set up if Seattle or Toronto would win, you'd have, which would then tie them with New York for the second wild card spot. You would then have a play in game, which would be if they both win, and I think you'd see New York having. New York would, I believe, has the upper hand, so they can choose if it's a three way tie who they want to play first, but they got to win two games to get the second wild card spot. Um, I don't think there would be a full way tie for the top spot, but if that were to happen, you'd have the, you'd have the Red Sox could shoot. Your top two teams would be able to choose who they want to play. And you do two play in games and whoever wins those two games are the wild card with the hot person with the highest head to head getting the home field advantage for the single game wild card. So either way, I think we're going to get some po- extra regular season games before we get to the wild card game. So yay for extra baseball. But if I had to predict, we'll probably be seeing the Red Sox hosting for the American League wild card. I think you'll see the Red Sox host probably New York. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see either Seattle They've been on a roll lately, and maybe even Toronto, but I don't think, unless those young guys they have, I mean, they've had them for two or three years now, so they could step up, but I don't think Toronto has the experience to make it to, or make it through a couple extra games. So let's talk about the wild and crazy college football top 25 matchups. So just a rundown of NCAA scores from the top 25. You had Arkansas lose to Georgia, 37-0. Michigan beat Wisconsin, 38-17. Since the big game of the day, but I thought this was when I initially wanted to do this before Saturday. This is going to be my game pick of the week because this is the Cincinnati versus Notre Dame. It's probably the most important game of the week. Because you had, if Cincinnati loses, had lost that, that would have 
eliminated them from playoff contention as being the only um, only non or non power five team to get in there, and they did beat a quality Notre Dame team. But I still think Notre Dame, as always, is kind of a little overrated. You had Coastal Carolina got a couple wins. Alabama put the beat down on Ole Miss. That was a little bit of uh, Lane Kiffin being Lane Kiffin, where he decided to first drive the game, drive the ball down, get it inside the 10, decided to go for it on fourth instead of settle for three. And I think that was kind of momentum change, and he kept doing going for four. And if it works, it would have worked great for Lane, but Alabama defense stood up and took that down. Ohio State beat Rutgers. It is what it is. A couple big, bigger shocks in the top 10. Oregon lost to Stanford in overtime. So that drops Stanford or Oregon from number three after they defeated Ohio State. So this game could have some implications on Ohio State later on when we come down to the football projections. Florida lost to Kentucky, and this improves Kentucky 5-0. and I just want to take a look. See who else Kentucky has played with this year. Or who they play. Yeah. Because Kentucky's 5-0. and They may make some noise in the East, but I really don't think they they will because they you know, they played Louisiana Monroe. Missouri, South Carolina, and Florida. Really, Florida's the only competition they had, which is who uh, Alabama had a tough game with a few weeks ago. If you and the Mississippi State beat Texas A&M, so that's not. I don't think that's really as big as a game for next week for Bama. But what I think is going on here, you're kind of having the other conferences pick on each other, but you really have two. Uh, two teams that are really one a bar ahead of the rest, with it being Georgia and Alabama, because Georgia beat Arkansas thirty-seven nothing, and Arkansas was a top ten team. And Alabama's struggled with a couple of these teams, but you're gonna be they struggled with Florida, but that was at Florida, and quite a bit different environment. Than it is a Brian Denny. Next week we'll see another big test for Bama, and then we'll, which is Texas A&M. They should be in the top twenty-five, but I, with how they lost, I doubt it. And we'll take a look to see who Georgia's playing. Hmm. Yeah, Georgia will be playing at Auburn, so it could be an interesting game there. But I, Georgia should pick on Auburn, especially if they're still having QB issues like they had this week. If you guys want me to run down any other uh, any other college football scores that you see next week, leave me a message on Twitter, either at my Twitter handle at jwins97 or the podcast Twitter handle which is sub underscore 500 pod so if you guys want me to run down through 
any other major scores or any other teams you'd like to see while we do the college football rundown weekly or college football preview depending on where I get the podcast during the week we'll do that oh yeah in my opinion you really only have two real big teams that are a step above the rest in Alabama and Georgia. So it will be a great SEC championship game in Atlanta. And I think you'll end up getting two. You'll get two of the SEC teams in the college football playoff because now last year you, the four teams you had have all had one loss or three out of the four teams had one loss. You had Alabama that's currently five and zero. Clemson has two losses, and they beat uh, they beat Boston College by a touchdown, thirteen nineteen, which improves Clemson to three and two. Ohio State beat Rutgers, and they're at four and one. And with Notre Dame losing, you now have just Alabama as the lone college football player. Or lone team, playoff team from last year that still does not have a loss. So we'll move on now to the big game of the week, big matchup of the week in the NFL. Everybody's been talking about this. You really two weeks. You had the Brady media tour. Three week. I mean, it's been all season. This is the regular season game. Of the year. And I have. Um, I think. Yeah. The regular season game of the year. This is. Almost. Or this is going to be Tom Brady's homecoming. He's put a lot of pressure on himself. The Seth Wickersham book. That came out this week. Has put. I don't know if it's divisive. But stuff came out at the perfect time. And it's setting stuff up whether it was Brady or Belichick or who had their, uh, whoever had their, the information there or relationship caused it to falter and whatnot. Um, the, so this really also sets up Mac Jones beginning of a new Patriots era versus Tom Brady and his comeback to New England as reigning Super Bowl champ. And this will be one of the first few. And this will be your first head-to-head between Tom Brady and Bill since they're split. Uh, A couple interesting facts. If Tom Brady wins today, he will have won a game against all 32 NFL franchises. Uh, There's only a handful of QBs that have done that, one including Peyton Manning. Um, So there's that. But both teams here have got a lot of pressure, and you can tell it's a big NBC matchup tonight. So so that the other big things you see in this game, you've heard all week, is Brady has put – Brady's spent a couple extra hours pushing the team through practice. Uh, 
a defensive player for New England, Matthew Judon, kind of goes, I never played with Brick, got asked about it, what's it going to feel? He goes, I've never played with him, only played against him. So he goes, it's just another game against him for me. Uh, we did hear this morning that Brady should break the passing record for the NFL most passing yards, only has maybe 70 yards to get. New England will recognize him, but will not stop when he does it, will not stop the game for any recognition, just kind of, hey, he did it, congrats, and keep on going. But my, if you were to ask me my prediction with Brady and the Bucks coming off a big loss last week, Brady normally doesn't like to lose two in a row. I would have, and all of his behind the scenes, I would have thought New England was getting ready to get a beat down. I would have told you it was going to be, you know, somewhere probably two, three touchdown game. The current market on that, I believe, still seven or seven and a half game, seven and a half favorites for. Uh, Tampa Bay. Let me just double check that. But that's what I've been hearing all week. Yeah, and Tampa Bay is a is a seven point favorite, not even seven and a half, just a full touchdown favorite. Which is kind of listening to a couple betting shows. Uh, they think Vegas wants you to put your money on Tampa Bay, and I think they want you to. They want you to bet Tampa Bay and expect that to happen. A uh, couple other things I wanted to look at from New England's perspective is is if they lose this game, they're one and three in their first four, and that makes it pretty hard for them to get into a tight spot or into a playoff spot pretty tight there. But if they go two and two, we're looking at totally different projections on New England. Well, I mean, uh, two game swing, so. Yeah, we'll hear a lot of different things. Mac Jones, I think, is going to have a pretty tough game. Or going to be tough. I think we'll be grinding the New England will be grinding the ball out. So you have Damian Harris running it, run, getting a lot of touches. A Mac, I would think, could have one or two touchdowns, but I think it will be a mid twenties game. Um, but my projection for this game, I think, it's going to be New England. 30, Tampa Bay 24, with a last Mac Jones brings down the ball, two-minute drive, gets a gets one on Brady there. Uh, or maybe not even either last, maybe not 30, but 27, 24, or 30. Within, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a last drive game, whether it's a last-second field goal or under a 30-second touchdown from Mac Jones. Um, the only reason I say this is you see there's a lot of pressure Tom Brady's putting himself on, I think. This is a little bigger than a couple of the Super Bowls he's been in, maybe not the early ones, but his later ones. And I think you see Tom Brady is under more pressure as an individual. And Tamp, some of the players on Tampa Bay may not see this that big versus what. Um the whole New England Patriots see. So, um, yeah. That would be my projection. Probably 
definitely think Tampa Bay is going to be 24. I'll go 20. I'll go 27, 24 New England is what I think the projection is going to be. I know I've said a couple different scores, but I think it's going to be 27, 24 New England wins. Thanks guys. This is my, for listening. This is a rundown college football rundown, New England and Tampa Bay preview. And We'll see you next time on the Sub 500 Pod.